unders, down your unders. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri, Art of War, down under. Another episode of Art of War Down Under. I have no idea what number this is. I'm going to slot it in where it makes the most sense. But I'm joined by the leader of the pure grind, Engram, whatever, by Unity <laughs> Devastation, some fish cow, amazing, amazing bastard. I love him dearly. Kyle Grundy is here to assist in the greater good of the Tau Index review. How you doing, mate? I'm doing fantastic, and it's the uh, Pure Tide program for those town nerds out there. And yeah, I'm doing great, mate. How about you? I'm doing really good. I have uh, managed to get ahead of enough indexes. I've got like five indexes I've already reviewed in the pipe waiting to go out, so I can take a bit of a break over the WTC, my little WTC holiday. But um, this is going to be an exciting one, because as far as I can tell, Tau is a pretty fair index, but it's not really living. It's, it's going to be fun to go through this. And also, you need to stick around because at the end, Kyle has some awesome stuff that he's doing right now with the WTC Team South Africa. And we're going to have a little bit of an interview at the end, kind of talking about his journey there, hyping up the team, getting a little bit of press out there for a team that is attending the WTC for the very first time. Is that true, mate? That is true, yeah, and it's going to be my very first WTC experience as well, so it's uh, a match made in heaven, so it's going to be really good fun. I can't wait. Dude. So exciting. Uh, tell us about your Pure Tide uh, da, 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 chip program. Stuff. Plug yourself. Yeah. So um, basically, I run a town on Discord, and I've decided to do it as a uh, full-on profession. So I've focused on coaching and basically offering people a solution to their competitive needs, or just generally a platform where a community can come together and celebrate mm. the greater good and talk everything town. Um, it's been going now since uh, about March, and we're up to about 650 members, give or take. Wow. Um, and honestly, the content has just gone from strength to strength. So the supporters that I've had already have already already got have been amazing and it's only growing and growing and growing we've got clothing line the whole lot so watch clothing the space I, absolutely everything honestly i'm going full tilt on this and uh, i'll plug it now um but i am going to be giving a uh just a unique discount code for you guys on this podcast uh, that are listening in and so you can check it out and we'll link it below afterwards but honestly it's the only place to be uh, for your town needs and it's uh, really exciting i'm loving every minute of it fellow fish cow enjoyers get yourself mm. Uh, anyway, uh, plugging myself, if you do enjoy Art of War Down Under, if you enjoy what you're hearing right now, you're, these dulcet Tau tones are something that you are, want to partake in some more. You can find us over at Art of War Down Under over on Patreon, where you can get the whole second part of this podcast, which is going to be a little bit of a Tau 10th edition Tactica, where Kyle's going to take us through the paces of what has been working for him extrapolating some good and bad matchups, things to watch out for, and some pitfalls to hopefully avoid and give you guys a head start into this brand new 10th edition. Um, like I said, I don't know when this this episode is coming out, um, and this is coming out before any day one FAQs have been done. And by day one, I'm well, we're like, the edition's been out for over a week. We don't have any F FAQs as of yet. Tau is... Uh, probably an upper middle, if that faction, possibly a bottom middle. We'll see where we'll see how we go. But Eldar is still a big bad. GSL is still a big bad. We'll see if that is a, still a thing. So that is a caveat on this episode. But seeing as we're reviewing an index, it should all be pretty self-contained and should all pretty much stay very relevant in information. Um, but my man, what was your first impressions of this index? The first time you went cover to cover on it. 
So first thing that went cover to cover, I looked at um, units that have never been fielded. So I was really excited about what they're doing with the ghost kill um, and oh, yeah. genuinely kind of what they're going to be doing around the detachment rule. And overall, um, I was really happy that flexibility um, and has come back and also um, how you use units together. Um, mm-hmm. And... I kind of got really excited going back to the drawing board and thinking, right, okay, what units work with what? What combinations have we got? Rather than just click, insert, crisis suits, insert, riptides, yeah. insert, commanders. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was from a initial kind of response, I was like, okay, cool. I see where they're going with this. This is uh, interesting. I think the army rule, which obviously we're going to get onto, um, was so many words. <laughs> no, man. Oh. Yeah. Spot, guide, guided, spotted. Observer, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What? Just put marker lights done, <laughs> Dude, done." It, 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 yeah, it is a bit of a, a head case of a rule. Um, it's interesting that you said that. Insert, insert, Christ, insert, Riptide, insert, um, Commander, because with the exception of the broadsides coming in and out of the list at various times in the meta, mm. that's been the tail of Tower for like six years. Absolutely. I mean, Triptide is eternal, and make no mistake, it, uh, it will come back. <laughs> it's yeah. just inevitable. But it was just like my success, um, and um, and the seems success as well, when we've been talking about lists and stuff, has always been, right, triple Riptides to bully, Crisis Suits is a one big blob to dominate the midfield and just push up aggressively, and then insert a little bit of objective play, like some Breacher Fish on some little bits and bobs here yeah. and there, and your commanders pull away. And it was just beginning to get kind of very boring and very the same old. Um, so I was looking forward to change. I was looking forward to seeing uh, other units coming into play. And I think that hasn't quite happened perfectly just yet, but there is some nice combos that I'm enjoying playing at the moment. Beautiful. Happy to hear. All right, let's get into the meat and potatoes. For the greater good, I'm going to take one for the team and read out this very lengthy <laughs> rule. Um, so this is your essentially your army rule. No matter what detachment you end up playing as Tau, as long as this index is in effect, you'll be playing with this rule. If your army faction is Tau Empire, then in your shooting phase, units from your army can work in pairs to help each other target specific enemy units. When you do this, one unit is the observer unit and the other is the guided unit. The enemy they are targeting is called the spotter unit. Cool. So far, so good. Then it goes to hell. <laughs> Each time you select the, a, a, you select this unit to shoot, if it is not an observer unit, it can use this ability. If it does, select one other friendly unit with this ability that is also eligible to shoot, excluding fortification, battleshocked, and observer units. Until the end of the phase, this unit is considered a guided unit, and that other friendly unit is, is considered an observer unit. Then select one enemy unit that is visible to both your units to be the spotter unit. Unit. Until the end of the phase, each time a modeled in a guided unit makes an attack that targets their spotted unit, improve the ballistic skill characteristic of the attack by one. And if the observer unit has the marker like keyword, you get ignored to cover as well. And then, second dot point, each time a model in a guided unit makes an attack that does not target their spotted unit, worsen the ballistic skill characteristic of the attack by one. And I have to ask myself, why did they have to write it like this? I can, the first time I read it, I was like, I could have written that so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> Feel free to TLDR it for people at home, mate. How does this actually work on the table? It's basically just pick a unit that you want to kill, make sure one unit goes, I'll tell you what, bro, I'll uh, I'll spot for you, and then pick another unit and blast it. Yeah. That's literally it. That's, That's literally essentially it. it. And all you much- must do is you could just change it to be, you have your spotter and you're guided, spot a unit. If that unit shoots something else, minus one blizzard skill. And then 
<laughs> just, just, just that's it. And then yeah. the other unit, the other unit that chooses to participate in shooting that unit gets plus one ballistic skill. It could have just been a snowball effect. It could have been like after one unit has selected and shot at a unit, the next the next unit to shoot at that unit gets plus one blizzard skill. And if the first unit had the marker light keyword, they get ignores cover as well. Could have been yeah. just that one sentence done. But instead we Absolutely. got this. Should <laughs> <laughs> uh, be the intern. I, yeah, I call I call this the Biggie Smalls rule. Yeah, I, and that's what I've been t- 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 telling it to people as because what it tells me is that for every big, fatty, powerful unit, they want a little unit. They want a Biggie Smalls. Yep. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. For every big like unit, you actually want to do damage. It needs a buddy. It needs a little buddy to enable it. Um, yep. And it's going to be interesting to unpack further down what those biggie small combinations are. And yes, that is going to be a term I refer to consistently. <laughs> Yeah, but, mate, two, is this two a- things that are powerful about this, though, is um, just to simplify it for those watching or listening. Sorry, is the ignore cover is huge, and the plus one yes. ballistic skill, not just plus one to hit, plus one ballistic skill mm-hmm. is huge. Those two are well, was, golden. Exactly right. I was about to ask you, how good is this rule in application? Is it a good rule? Yes, an application it's amazing, especially with um, a certain unit that has uh, units that have heavy. You know, you're mm-hmm. getting plus one to hit, and then you're getting yes. plus one ballistic skill, so you can be hit on twos, which is something that Tau definitely appreciate. They ignores cover, especially with how um, easy it is to get cover, shall we say, in, in 10th edition. Um, it is so powerful. So Dude, no more of that hiding one guy behind a barricade and going, cool, right. get cover. You can just go, well, I turn that off because I've hit you with a marker light. <laughs> Dude, I... I have just been telling people that ignores cover is just another rend now, because yeah. um, I'm 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 almost ten games into tenth edition, and the amount of times I've shot at something and it hasn't gotten cover is is less. I think it's still less than five because we're playing with mm-hmm. WTC boards, so everyone has cover all the time. So yeah. it's just like uh, it's just plus one rend. So that's it, it's even better when you read it like that. All right, tell us the detachment rule. Tell us about Kion. Yeah, so basically, Kion, um, if your army uh, faction is Tau Empire, um, and it, if your army restrictions, if your army includes any theory units, it cannot include a Commander Farsight model. Uh, if your army includes Commander Farsight, it cannot include any theory units. So same old, same old. Farsight doesn't yeah. like ethereals, ethereals don't like Farsight. Now, Kion, from the third battle round onwards, all ranged weapons equipped by Tau Empire models from your army have the sustain hits one ability. While a unit is guided, see for the greater good, weapons in that unit have sustain hits two ability instead. Oof. Nice and easy. This is Kion, but without a range. So you can get Correct. basically every six that you're all to hit becomes two. If you're sustained, it'll become three. Correct. And as we know, this is just a blanket thing. Should there be anything later on that lets you get lethal hits or whatever's on fives or whatnot? Could be there, might not. We'll let Carl tell us later. But mm-hmm. this is a beautiful rule to build upon, to just have in your army. Absolutely. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, in, in, in your game, so a lot, of, a lot of ninth edition games that I've seen, unless it's got knights or lots of towering in it, most of the game, most of the time, not much is happening on turn one anyway. Is that your experience Correct. as well? Yeah, it's it's um, any competitive player will tell you that the first turn, maybe two turns, are just feeling each other out, seeing, getting into position, uh, assessing the board state, and uh, achieving certain secondaries and mission objectives. So this plays into how tenth edition feels like it's playing already, which just makes it that much the better, I believe. Absolutely, yeah. 
All right, first of the stratagem stim injectors, one CP. Uh, when in your in the fight phase or your opponent's shooting phase, just after an enemy unit has selected its targets, the target is one Tau Empire battlesuit unit from your army that was selected as a target of one or more of those attacks. And the effect is you get a six up feel no pain on that unit. Um, is this any good, mate? Yeah, it's good. It's um, from the stim injector days. Yes, okay, it's not quite the four up feel no pain that we no. used to, but Praise the fact me. that you can have um, certain units like crisis suits and broadsides with a good amount of wounds statistically, it's going to pay off for you. But absolutely. Well, how many wounds can you get on a, on a, a crisis suit now with uh, how the drones work? Well, it starts with four, and then you mm-hmm. can take up to two drones per crisis suit, and the shield drone gives you plus one wound and can be stacked. So if you put two Correct. shield drones on a crisis, it goes to six wounds. Now, statistically, if you're given a damage six, like a heavy destroyer from Necrons, you've got six um, wounds go through. Well, guess what? You're going to pass one of those, so Correct. it keeps it alive. Keep a, a, a one CP pseudo seventh wound can really be a, a massive breakpoint to against a lot yeah. of the, a lot of the best weapons out there. Um, tell us about the next one. So Strike and Fade, which is the one we're all excited about and hope yes. it would exist. So basically, it's uh, in your shooting phase, uh, one Tau Empire battlesuit unit from your army that can fly, uh, whose attacks have already been resolved this phase. Um, you can basically make a normal move. If it says if you're not in engagement range of enemy units, it can make a normal move. If it does, um, your unit cannot declare a charge this turn. So that's the big change. We used to be able to fire and fade, but only six, but we could charge. Now you get mm-hmm. your full movement, and we'll come on to how that can be really important with certain combinations later. But you basically got a standard 10-inch move with a crisis suit that you can fire and fade, which is going to help you get around the board. Now, it's 2 CP, but the mm-hmm. terms and condition, the T's and C's on this are phenomenal. Does not have to say you have to shoot that unit first now, like it did in the previous mm-hmm. one. That's correct. And it doesn't even say you have to use it after that unit has shot. You can wait mm-hmm. until the entire shooting phase is done and you've seen every other piece of information, every other mm-hmm. instance of shooting and fire has been resolved, and then the last thing you do is see where it's the most applicable, slap down your CP, move the unit again. You don't have to do it in sequence. I think that's really a little. It's really strong, and it's really, you know, one thing that I noticed straight away, and I read this, like, over and over again, and then the mm-hmm. rules. Um, you can do it after deep striking, basically. So you can. you can deep strike a unit in. This is your little tactical yep. freebie. You can go, hello, bam, 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 killed you. And, uh, oh, yeah, see you later. <laughs> Take the, yeah, <laughs> Which is either see you later or get onto the objective you couldn't, you couldn't have landed on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Really good. All right, next up, coordinated to engage one CP when in your shooting phase, one Tau Empire unit from your army that has just been selected as an observer, as you know, refer to the greater good previously. Um, until the end of the phase, each time model in your unit makes an attack that targets the, their spotted unit, improve the ballistic skill characteristic of attack by one, and if they're microlighted, they get the ignores cover. So one CP, they get the same benefits as the the, the guided unit, essentially, yeah? Yeah, so basically the uh, the big guy and the little guy both become big guys and they go in yeah. hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no biggie smalls, it's just biggie. Just biggie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's the mean that it keeps on giving that line. Anyway, um, is this any good? Yeah, yeah, it's really, really good. Um, especially if you're going against, I don't know, you shoot a big knight and you've got two units um, that have got weight of shots or broadsides and crisis, you can gang up and take it down. So I really like it. Um, I think it's very good um, and can be applied not just to crisis suits and broadsides, but it can be applied to breaches and units ganging up with mass shots. So um, for one CP, bargain city. All right, tell us about the next. 
So this one, Point Blank Ambush, this is as close as a monk car as you're going to get. <laughs> it's yep. basically one Tau Empire unit from your army that has not been selected to shoot this phase. Uh, for one CP, until the end of the phase, each time a model in your unit makes a ranged attack, that targets an enemy unit within 9 inches, improve the armor penetration characteristic of that attack by one. Restrictions, you cannot use this stratagem during the first or second battle round. So this, again, is if you think about ignoring cover, uh, and then yep. this, you're increasing your AP drastically in a game that has had its AP reduced. So this, for me, is definitely something that you should be looking to use um, every turn from turns three, possibly turn two with a certain combination we'll go on to later. Exactly right. And it's one Tau Empire unit. It's damn near everything in the game. Hell, you can use yeah. a flyer. You can use a flyer if you want and just fly within nine and blow people up. Um, it's it, The flyers are good, which we'll unpack later. Uh, I also love that it is makes a range attack until the end of each time a model in your unit makes a range attack. So it's model by model in your unit within nine. Mm. So the whole unit doesn't have to be in. If, you know, you can only get three of your four crisis suits within range, you can still get three of them to have the extra AP. Yeah. It doesn't say unit wholly within nine or some or some crap like that. Yeah, no, it doesn't, good. no. All right. Next up, photon grenades, one CP. Use in your opponent's charge phase just after an enemy unit has declared a charge. So before they roll the dice is my read of that. Um, one Tau Empire grenade unit from your army that was selected as the target of that of one of those charges. Um, that em enemy unit immediately takes a battle shock test and until the end of the phase subtracts two from the, ch the charge rolls that they made. So obviously, like I said, before the roll. Um, so, But it's funny, funny thing there is the battle shock test. So if they're trying oh, to charge you baby. off an objective, <laughs> just they fail the battle shock. They charge onto the objective. One guy lives, and you're like, "Well, you couldn't, you didn't take the objective, mate." <laughs> it's this is this is just you know that one stratagem that everyone used to hate with minus two. Mm -hmm. They just made it better because it's like I'm going to go for this minus two. Did you fail your battle shot? Well, I'm sorry, son. No reroll charges for you with your CP. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly <laughs> right. That's the other thing about the yeah. You can't use the reroll. So clutch. So funny. Um, what what units just off the top of your head have the grenade? Uh, it's basically your, inf it's your infantry. It's um, yeah. your fire warriors, um, your breaches, and maybe some of the characters, to be honest with you, but I've not really expanded on that massively in my, in my research. But it's basically definitely going to be your fire warriors. Uh, you're not. just looking for that grenade keyword, yeah. And exactly. it'll be on your data sheet card anyway. And this is another strat that the, that same unit could use in a troll mm. position. Do you want to pack it? <laughs> Yeah, combat embarkation. One CP. Your opponent's charge phase. Just after an enemy unit has declared a charge, one Tau Empire infantry unit from your army that was selected as one of the targets of that charge and one friendly transport. Your unit can embark within that transport. If it does, your opponent can select new targets for a charge. Every model in your Tau Empire army unit must be within three inches of that transport, and there must be sufficient transport capacity to embark on the entire unit. So basically, nice and easy, guys. Hello, we're a unit of breaches. We came out last turn. We did a lot of damage. You're now wanting to charge us. Um, no, I'm going to go back in the Delphish. I want nothing yep. to do with your power swords. <laughs> Correct. It is really funny. There's actually some really good uh, support here for the infantry. Mm -hmm. Like you can, you know, jump out, like you said, the, the breaches jump out, point black ambush, try to get charged in reserve, either photon grenades or combat embarkation, depending on what you want to do next turn. I think it can be really trolly, like some really good combos there. But we'll see if that's where we end up going with this. Um, jumping into the enhancements, exemplar of the Kalyon is first up, a Tau Empire model, excluding Crude Shaper model. Uh, while the bear is leading unit, that unit's Kalyon detachment rule takes effect from the second battle round onwards. So they get those sustained hits one turn earlier. Is this... It's kind of like an um, auto-include. Um, I believe so, yeah. 
also include because in that first turn of the game where you're kind of assessing the battlefield and, and uh, kind of feeling out your opponent, um, this one, you, if they do go for some sort of play, you've got that little pocket tool to jump out and go, surprise, and then loads yeah. of shots. Yeah, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a thing that people are going to want to try and get on top of tower early. Mm-hmm. Score there, like it's going to be like an inverse. Remember when we used to play against white scars? You're like, you want to get on top of white scars early before they get their advance and charge off. Very yep. similar to how you want to play tower. You want to go top of them early before they get in their full damage against you, and then they, they tr- you try and do that against this guy, and he's like, lol, turn two, start blowing you up anyway. Yeah, and the good news is there's no range to Kion anymore, so it's just hello, here's sustained hits. <laughs> Correct. All right, next one. Precision of the Patient Hunter, Tau Empire model only. Each time the bearer makes a ranged attack, add one to the hit roll. From the third battle round onwards, add one to the wound roll as well. So my takes on this is it's a um, it's a strong second uh, yeah. out of the four. I'd to put this in the top two um, because that plus one to wound is really nice, especially with the guns that you can arm your commanders with. Yeah. And the plus one to hit just basically puts them back to the BS2. So Correct. I think this one is good, but I think if you were to if you only had points to choose one, it's definitely the Kion over the patient hunter, but Agreed. it's still a really good enhancement. Well, and, and to your point, if people didn't catch it, uh, commanders are no longer BS2, they're BS3 now, so mm. this gives you back that efficiency you lost, and then from turn 3 onwards, the dude is just heinously powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, Alright, Pure Tide, Engram, Neurochip. Tau Empire, I love, I love that in the Tau Index, where you cannot take any allies, they have to state Tau Empire model only, just, yeah. to, <laughs> just to be sure, just to be sure, G-Dub, um, excluding crude shapers. Once per turn, you can use a stratagem on the bearer's unit, even if you have already used that stratagem on a different unit this phase. So it, for, the first thing that happens in my head when I read this was like, holy crap, I can I can um, shoot mm-hmm. and scoot with two units, I can strike in favour two units, but then I was like, oh wait, that's four, a 4 CP investment. Maybe one turn in a six-round event you can you can pull that off by when you have four cp handy when you're not you know point blank ambushing coordinating steam injecting you know (laughs) Um, and of course i'll ask you in in um, part two how thirsty tau is like how many what's your cp discipline level have to be like but how do you feel about this enhancement so like you i went straight to oh boy two fire and fades and then realized that oh actually this isn't as good as i thought because most of these abilities in other armies allow you to do it for free or reduce free. the cp cost by one this one's just like now nah, you can use it twice but you pay for it <laughs> and i'm like all right okay cool um <laughs> so yeah it, you can have that kind of really tactical turn um and we'll go into the into it more detail in part two about the cp discipline but uh, there is um lots of things that you can do outside of just fire and fade. So I think the pressure of having to use like, overwatch every turn and mm. coordinate to engage and stims, like you mentioned, I just think this one falls down the waistline, but it's very, very good into builds with breaches and uh, cadre fire blades. I will uh, say that. But... That's, that's what I was about to say. And more infantry heavy where you get to do all your little jank pieces with more mm-hmm. of a, that MSU style. I feel it feels pretty good. I think. Yeah. Um, but they're completely different to where I think Tau's heading in the short term. Um, give us the last one. Yeah, so uh, through Unity Devastation, uh, Tau Empire models only, once again, excluding Crute Shaper. They really have it in for this Crute Shaper. They just have they <laughs> nothing for it. Well, mate, you can give it plus one to hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that Crute Shaper with Patient Hunter is just going to hold down that flank for you, I swear. You mean you're not putting the Patient Hunter on a Firesight Marksman? Oh, interesting. Oh, there you go. Yeah, sorry, mate. Sorry, that's the real money. Yeah, that's the real money. So, um, while it while this model is leading a unit, 
Um, each time that unit is an observer unit, until the end of the phase, ranged weapons equipped by models in their guided unit have the lethal hits ability while targeting their spotted unit. So, yeah, auto wounds on sixes. It's nice, but it's pricey. Oh, we should have been telling people how many points these things were as we were going through. Oh, Kion, Kion is 15 points, Patient of the Hunter is 20, the Pure Tide Ship is 25, and 3 Unit Devastation is 20. Fair. So, yeah. But yeah, first two, first two for me, clearly, I think Pure Tide gets a look in in, a very, in very specific builds. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I don't hate 3 Unit Devastation, I just don't really know where it fits in. Yeah, there's the, the if you're going to go with mass um, efficiencies um, within certain builds, I've found that you take the Exemplar of Kion, you take the Patient Hunter, and you take the Union Devastation, and you equip them onto Commanders, and you go in Crisis Suit Heavy, so you're getting all the efficiencies. Yeah. Um, but um, it kind of it gets quite pricey, and I'm sure we're all experiencing, when you're doing lists nowadays, it's, yeah. it's easy, but you always end up with that annoying kind of 5 points over, or 10 points yeah. over, or 25 well, points under, and you can't do anything with it. Exactly right. You, what you just said there, is it's literally sixty points, right? Yeah, sixty in, in points. Yeah, yeah. And we'll have to see if that's if that you're giving up just a unit of something to get those mm. in. Um, all right, mate. We are into the data sheets. The first of those are drones. Now, if you guys are just joining us for the first of these index reviews, just know we're not going to be covering every single data sheet. I'm going to be leaning on my expert Kyle to take us through the ones that he believes are relevant to the competitive scene at the moment. Naturally, with meta shifts, this could go up and down. Points changes, you know, days, weeks, months, years from now could change this. But on first read-through, this is the stuff that stood out as powerful and most likely will see you in pretty good stead, at at least for the short to medium term. But you need to give us the TLDR of how drones work now because this is completely different to anything they've done with drones before. Yeah, so basically drones are artillery crew now. They uh, they exist, but they don't exist. They're just tokens yeah. for your models. So mm-hmm. non- no more pushing drones around the board. No of this oh my god i hate drones i hate drones they're just not they're just not there but they give you certain benefits on your units so let's go into the different types so we've got guardian drone now these are good with your fire teams and your breach teams it basically makes them uh, minus one to wound so basically each time a model makes a ranged attack that targets the bearer's unit subtract one from the wound roll it really is actually good. really nice mm-hmm. uh, really, really nice good. yeah um so i like that if you're taking breaches it's an automatic include um now the gun drone just basically gives you um an extra gun it's twin pulse carbine so it's 20 trains two attacks bs5 uh salt twin linked now okay the damage the gun doesn't seem impressive but it's mm-hmm. the fact that it's got the assault keyword and the yeah. fact that it can advance gives you options to do what we now refer to yeah. as secondaries or actions as they mm-hmm. once were. So having that ability, it can kind of open up a little bit of jank in your tank. Um, marker drones, it basically gives the bearer's unit the mark-like keyword and can act as an observer unit for an, another unit, even if it has advanced this turn. So you don't want to talk about jank in the tank, yeah. having a marker drone or something, you can advance and still spot and, um, and stuff. So again, and, yeah. nice. And you're a much better spotter. Like you give the ignores cover when you spot yeah, as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then the missile drone, my favorite drone now, and I've built loads of them. I love them. So a missile drone, it basically gives it a missile pod. Now mm-hmm. you could say, well, missile pods are trash. But this missile pod is something special because this missile pod, I don't know if it's a typo or not, is two attacks, BS5, strength seven, AP 
two, two. two damage, whereas the normal missile pod is only AP one. So mm-hmm. for some reason, they attach it to a drone, and that drone's gone super sane. Dude, the one the one on the crisis suit never heard of it on this little <laughs> on this little flying walk. Baller. Yeah. <laughs> baller. Absolute baller, mate. Um, yeah. um, then our lovely honoured shield drone. Um, long gone are the days that it could just tank a big shot from a yeah. night. It basically just gives you uh, an extra wound. So, sad times. The lonely floaty boy is no longer the king of just, I'm going to deny you, but it gives you an extra wound, which is nice. Something to note on drones. Um Inside units where like characters and fire warriors, breaches, that kind of thing, you can take two drones um, per like your Chasse Chasbray team leader. So you can basically go in a breach team, you'd have a guardian drone and maybe a, a shield drone because you already have the yeah. mark like keyword. But with crisis suits, you're going to be looking at the shield drones and maybe one mark drone mm-hmm. um, and broadsides. Well, broadsides take the missile drones and you have more shots. More so shots. I, I like them. From the drones, mm. I like what they've done. Uh, just to summarise, I think it's good for the game. Uh, we're not pushing around these silly little models that are just obnoxious and then mm-hmm. giving you specific benefits to your units that help you add flavour. I like it. Yeah, for the longest time, the drone mechanic has been something that GW has obviously struggled with. I don't yeah. think that's all. They've always been oppressive, but they've always been able to be a frustration point in the in in the meta versus certain opponents. There's always been like what that that's that one matchup that just can't deal with the drones because they yeah. they have too much high quality firepower that just bounces off a four plus five plus or whatever. Um, just wasted value. Uh, I th- I don't mind this, but it just feels awkward that people have like hundreds of drones and kind of have no reason for them to exist <laughs> right now. Uh, where as long as like essentially, I w- I would have no problems with if I just my opponent gave me their list when I went to, into my shooting phase. And I was just like, so he's got that one. That one's got extra wounds. That one's minus one to wound. Da, 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 da. I don't need the models on the table. Have the models on the table if you want. It's more thematic. Kind of probably looks cooler, but to all intents and purposes, they don't actually add anything to the game. They're just war gear upgrades. So that just kind of makes it weird. Um, but yeah, I, I, don't, I don't hate what they've done. They've just take it, gone a, a whole fresh take on it. I just don't like how I feel like they've invalidated the physical model. Yeah, but and the other do, thing you could do is if you if you, if you want to model them on your crisis suits, I would probably suggest not because if they do bring out drones again, then you're like, oh damn it! <laughs> yes, yes, that's that's totally true. All right, into the data sheets proper now. In in ages gone by, in in previous editions, I've asked my expert to be like, okay, give us one or two data sheets from each section. Like, give us one or two HQs, elites, troops, etc. That you think are relevant. There, those things don't exist anymore. So, um, uh, my good man Kyle is going to give us uh, one to three HQs, a pop, one to three uh, troops, one to three. Uh, sorry, men by troops, I mean battle line, one mm. to three. You know, battle suits, vehicles whatever, and then a couple, a Forge World unit or two if he likes it. Because Forge World's out right now, and we're certainly incorporating that into this review. I'm going to be hot on the points for said units, but you tell us the first data sheet you think is relevant for people to know out there. Right, okay, so let's talk about um, <clears throat> the bad boy, the, the ever, um, the undying, uh, Unva. <laughs> I'm going to go straight nice. in there. I'm going to go the hologram there, right? himself. The hologram himself. <laughs> right, so Unvar. <laughs> okay, so he's got one of the most powerful rules in the game, Lone Operative. He's effectively a uh, ethereal that does nothing for your army apart from giving plus one to the battle shock. Uh, mm-hmm. He does no invocations, no CPJ, no nothing like that, but he just exists. And boy, does he exist. Oh, he, boy, does he exist. <laughs> yeah. So he's got movement six, T3, five up, say, 
save. Uh, he's got a four plus in run, five wounds, leadership seven, uh, one OC. He has two ethereal guards rocking around with him, uh, two wounds each. There's nine wounds. His special rules, paradox of duality. Each time an attack targets this unit, subtract one from the hit roll and one from the wound roll. This is the important part. Duality shield. Once per battle, each time an attack targets this unit, it can use this ability. It has a 2 plus invulnerable save for the rest of that phase. It's so wild. What? And how many points is it, Adam? <laughs> I did say I was going to... It's 65. 65 points. <laughs> so to have a, load oper- have a load operative that can just Look. go, you ain't killing me. And just yeah. to put something into perspective very quickly, I went against Custodes. I had two Terminators, one Blade Champion, and one of his Wardens attack on Van. I was left on one wound. I what a troll! <laughs> what a troll! What a troll! So he's the uh, ultimate move block. Yes. Oh man, that's so stupid. Uh, <laughs> what I say so the duality shield. It should. It should just read. God darn, it's a hologram because somebody's just like deep struck and tried to blow him up, and the bullets go straight through. And so yep. they're just like, "What the hell just happened?" It, it's it's so funny. It is so funny. Um, but yeah, this troll. guy. This guy is a troll tastic choice. At sixty five points. This is what I, this is actually what I was referring to with the enhancements. You could have no enhancements and just take Arn Bar probably. Um, exactly. It, so it great, is a great way, definition. There oh, are yeah. things there are things to toss up here. <laughs> yeah, uh, and we know we all know how busted loan operative is. Absolutely. All right. What's the next one, mate? All right. Let's go with the uh, uh, the supreme leader Shadowsong. Um, she's definitely in every list that you'll see at the moment. Um, movement 10, T4, 3-up save, 6 wounds, leadership 6, 1 OC. She's got some cute guns. She's got the two ones that you'll pay attention to is the fusions, strength 10, AP4, D6, melter 2, um, 18 inch range, and then some cute guns that go with her. But her rules um, allows... Um, she can fall back and shoot. It's called Iron Baton. She's lone operative, infiltrate, and stealth. So minus 1 to hit. Uh, can infiltrate and non-operative. Really, she has Hero of the Empire. This is the best part about her. She basically gives all your Tau Empire units within six inches reroll ones of a range attack. So, in a game where rerolls are meant to be limited, <laughs> she's bringing them for days. Well, so they were right that reroll auras are much diminished, but your ability mm. to reroll get rerolls on demand has probably gone up. <laughs> gone up, yeah. But. These auras, auras of this of this level, are pretty rare. They're usually on something like a, like a Commander Shadow Sun. What's the, the, what's crazy to me is that it's another lone operative. Got infiltrate, got stealth, four up mm-hmm. inbound, only one hundred and forty points. Pretty freaking cheap, on par with your Azrael's who give out four up inbounds, on par with your um, Hellbrecht's, your Chapter Master level characters. I think she's very good. Yep, and she's also not just minus one to hit, she's minus one to wound with to the advanced wound. guardian drone, and yeah. her command link drone gives you uh, a CP regen on a 5+, plus uh, if you are spending a stratagem on a unit that's within 6 inches of her. Mm-hmm. So, again, for 140 points, I'll take that all the way to the bank. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think she's extremely good. Uh, Alright, what is there one more HQ you want to speak to? Yes, I'm going to be... Right, okay, so... Hmm... Which one to go with? The obvious choice would be to go with a Cold Star, but I think everyone already knows about that. It basically makes units move super quick. So I'm going to choose the Enforcer. Now, the Enforcer Commander. So it's a six-wound model. Now, remember, he can take drones. So you could give mm-hmm. him a marker drone and a shield drone. So it becomes uh, seven wounds, which is an annoying profile to have. It is. It uh, really against is. Against damage twos and damage threes. So 
commanders can basically they have vehicle walker keyword fly character battle suit um and his ability is whilst he's leading a unit each time a ranged attack targets that unit worse than the armor penetration characteristic mm-hmm. of that attack by one now what i'll tell you about this is i've had a lot um, of games against knights and minus one ap on things like Helverins that can get extra AP can really keep your crash suits on a three up most of the time. Yeah. With cover. I think this is huge and important if you're using a crisis suit unit as a brawler unit. And I really love this guy. I think it's phenomenal. Perma Armor of Contempt is just wild in the game right now. You get plus cover on this guy. And, and, and then when you get down to this guy being the last guy in the unit, mm-hmm. um, through like probably a steam injector as well. He's got a two up. Two if he's in cover with a two with a two up in minus one. If you're not better than AP two, uh, sorry, see you later. Yeah, it's 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 really good when he's leading the unit. It's a shame that the worse than the arm penetration doesn't work when he's on his own, but it definitely helps your crisis. Suits whilst and leading a unit, yeah, yeah whilst so leading a unit. But to be fair though, he's still on a two up save, and if you're in cover, you're on effectively a one up if you're being hit mm. by AP uh, one up. So he's really good, and uh, you can just arm him with four guns. Uh, you don't really need to bother with support systems. Um, you could just go, here's four cyclics, for example. Yeah. And then he's still a beast. So I yeah. like this guy. Yeah, yeah, I like this guy. Four cyclics and the enhancement. Yeah. For plus one to hit, it goes pretty well for me. And I think, you know, the commanders are all the same in terms of the guns they can load out. I think the, uh, probably, just to do the Cold Star Justice, like I said, he has an ability where you can increase the move characteristics of your crisis suit to 12 and you have the mm-hmm. assault. So crisis suits auto advance six. So you can be going 18 inches of that unit. So these two commanders, you're going to see a lot, but I really do like the enforcer. He gives you a lot of survivability. Beautiful. All right. Onto the battle line. What do you like? Hmm. So battle line, uh, let's go with the, uh, the humble breaches. All right. I like the breaches, the breaches. Now, for some reason, they decided, you know, let's just give them BS3. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, okay, Cle- I'll take that. <laughs> Clearly superior. Clearly superior. They're just, Very... they've, been, <laughs> they've been close, they've been close range fighting all, all through 9th edition, 8th edition. They finally got better at shooting. <laughs> they did. That's wild. So their rule is um, breaching clear, and this is insane. Each time a model in this unit makes a ranged attack that targets an enemy unit within range of an objective, you can re-roll the wound roll. Woohoo! And they pulse blast strength 6, AP 1. Damage 1. Remember we talked about the point blank range Mm -hmm. stratagem, so point blank uh, is extra AP, so you can get what's AP 2, ignoring cover. Re-rolling all Very strong. Very strong. Hitting on 3s. Or if they're they're guided, they'll be hitting Mm -hmm. on 2s. Hidden on yep. twos. And really if Shadow Sun's nearby, for some reason, reroll ones. <laughs> yep, exactly right. They'll run you 115 points for 10. Don't have the option to do anything else. Um, so, 100, oh, sorry, 115, that's just fine. That is 15 points more than the strike team for mm-hmm. better rules, better ballistic skill. I think that is perfectly reasonable. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think the breaches are solid. Um, I'm still playing around with how many, um, but one, if you're a new tile player and you want to try them out or just trying to get a bit of balance to your list, I always talk about balance as an important part of the game. Um, one breacher fish in a Delphi should be great. Oh, yeah, exactly right. I think one I would like in most armies because mm. at, at the very least, they're just a phenomenal just mid-board clear and take uh, package. Like, yeah. clear an objective, take it, score a card, get some primary, 
Good to go. Um, and then they can become an absolute brawler if you can get enough support behind them for 115 points. Sounds really good. Yeah. I mean, as we're doing the breaches, we might as well just talk about the Delphish that comes with them because that seems... Might as well. Legit. It's a package. Yeah, might as well. It's a package, yeah. So your Delphish uh, is 95 points um, and it's 13 wounds, 3 up save, movement 12. It's got some guns, you know, assault guns with the gun drones to be taken, and you just um, can put seeker missiles on it for free. So two strength 14, AP3, damage D6 plus one. But the rapid deployment is great for your breaches. So units can disembark from this transport after it has advanced. Units that do so count as having made a normal move and cannot declare a charge. So basically, <laughs> if you need to, you can just move your Delphish 12, you can advance it. Let's say you, you know you rolled like a boss and got six, mm-hmm. you've got 18 inches and getting out within three and then blasting stuff. Really good. Okay, really I'll good. take that. I think <laughs> I think it's point, yeah, yeah, brilliant. Well, it's what two hundred and ten. You said ninety five. So the combination yeah, so is uh, two hundred and ten. Yeah, two hundred and ten. I think that's perfectly adequate for that package. I think it's really good. Agreed. Um, I mean, it could become an archetype. Like, it, if we get a meta shift or mm-hmm. something, something else goes this way, that way. Who knows? You could see like three or four of these packages for for eight hundred and what forty points. Not too bad to have four of these buzzing around. They still yep. they still fly, even though flight is greatly diminished. Yeah, um, and if you and if you yeah. if you really really want to go into it, just go and look at the Cadra Fireblade and give them extra shots. That yes, all that that'll do. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, how many, point, so how, many good. Will, how many points will he add to it? He has he's 50. Uh, 50, 50 points. It's two sixty. Two sixty, and you get an extra shot with your breaches. So uh, that'll be mm. thirty shots rather than twenty shots hitting on twos um, with rerolling wounds. Um, yeah, that's quite a lot of damage. That's, that's, that's pretty good, mate. All right, uh, moving on. Any other? Let's just we'll just go wherever you want to go from here. Sure. So strike teams. Um, I'm going to keep this really simple. Um, the one reason you take them is they have uh, a cover fire rule, which basically if they're holding an objective, if they're within range of an objective uh, that you control, each time you select it as a target of the fire Overwatch, you can basically hit on unmodified rolls of four plus. So so just their actual ballistic skill. Their actual ballistic skill, yeah. So yeah. that's that's nice. I like that. It can it have is. some applications. And, uh, you know, if you're using them as a backfield holder, then anything gets close or deep strikes in, you can just punish them. So that unit. Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about the the, the, the love of Kroot, um, because I actually think these boys can be a threat now, if used awesome. correctly. Awesome. So still normal stuff. Um, Scout, seven inches. They have stealth. So Kroot mm-hmm. have stealth, which is nice. Um Grizzly Feast, if this unit destroys an enemy unit in the fight phase, until the end of the battle, models in that unit have the 5 plus feel no pain ability. If you put a Crute Shaper in there, that ability goes up to a 4 up feel no pain. So the way I love this unit and the way I've been using it is if something, if you get, I got a tempting target and I chose the middle one for my opponent, submit something cheap first turn. There we are. Okay, cool. You've put 10 Guardsmen there. Brilliant. Fantastic. Charged you. I've eaten you. And now this unit of 20 Crute for 150 points in a crew shaper at 50 mm. points, that's 200 points. Has now got a four up feel no pain. We were only having a fun game between like crew models and loads of like London lions, but it took five toroxes and um, <laughs> 30 dudes and Leontis and a unit of horses <laughs> to kill 20 crew with the shaper. And may I just add that I overwatched the horses and killed two before I started the uh, shot. <laughs> no, no, don't you do that to my beloved. <laughs> So, so but, uh, basically, that is an obnoxious unit, and if you imagine that being on an objective with a four-up field of pain, that becomes a problem. Well, minus one to hit is a big deal against a lot of matchups. Like mm-hmm. it's actually a big deal in the mirror. Yep, 
it's actually legitimately a choice in the mirror. Mind you, I don't know what small units other tower players might be taking get to feast on. Well, I don't think we're seeing as many crew towns as we're used to. No. Um, so, but still, it's it's 150 points is not a lot of your army to set aside for this little meme package that could just be like a huge pain in the ass. Agreed. Um, can I direct one? Yeah, go for it. So, uh, as you mentioned at the start of the show, uh, GW love in the indexes, especially to like switch a little bit of polarities and make us take something that that has been literal gutter trash <laughs> since its inception. The Ghost Kill Battle shoot, Suit has never looked better. Tell us oh, a story. Yeah. So, um, Ghost Kill. Now, this bad boy has low an operator. Let's get straight to the uh, uh, mm-hmm. the main course. It has low an operator. So. It's a great unit to just go and sit on objectives and go, I'm claiming this, come and deal with me. And if an opponent wants to come and deal with this ghost kill, it's a T8 uh, vehicle. It's got yep. a 2 plus save. Yep. It's got stealth drones. Now, what do stealth drones do? Twice per battle, after an attack has been allocated to this model, you can change the damage characteristic of that attack to zero. One thing to note, the way that allocating damage works now, you go hit roll, wound roll, allocate, then it saves. So at that point, you can just go, you know what, I don't want nothing to do with that. I'll just blank that damage six or whatever it may be. And you can just blank it. Um, So not only has it got 12 wounds, it's got two opportunities to change an attack to zero. Now, how does this work with devastating wounds? Uh, interesting. I've never had any devastating wounds go against my ghost because they've never been able to target it. <laughs> <because> <laughs> it's like, not so, so, if this works the same, and now I'm, this is just pure speculation. If this works the same as damage modification, if this is damage modification, it happens before it gets translated into mortal wounds. Mm. So, I don't want to say this definitively, but if this works the same as minus one damage, it's zeros of damage before it comes mortals and splits into single increments. Yeah, because it's attack, wound roll, yeah. then it's allocate yeah. um, before the damage is rolled. So you change it to damage zero. So yes, I would believe that would work in my head off the, off, off the In top my head, head, I believe is how it works. We may be incorrect there, but you have stealth anyway, regardless. So even if you yeah. get within 12, you're still minus one to hit zero the damage if you don't like it. This dude's phenomenal. 170 points. And as far as I can tell, it's a it's a debate, depending on how many, how, what's your, uh, what your, um, army is like, but you could just have this guy just sitting on your home objective, just being like, there's nothing that's going to deep strike and blow this guy up, as far as I can tell, apart from your opponent's best unit. Like, 10 Terminators will not deep strike and kill this guy, even if they have Oath nope. of Moment on him. Um, they will not do it. So, it is pretty interesting to see how this unpacks. Yeah, well, my friend deep struck 10 half guard from the bow town into it, and uh, I only took like three or four wounds. Yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> That's dumb. And then we're talking like, oh, okay, cool. And the good thing is, it comes with a support. It has smoke. Now, yeah. you can change smoke for a fall back and shoot, but actually, if you keep smoke and something gets within 12 and as high as mm-hmm. you can just pop smoke and count as having cover. So then it's on a two up save with one up save with cover, and then you do your AP. So technically yeah. speaking, you could make it even more survivable out in the open. Correct. <laughs> Correct. So, and it's, a battle, and, and it's a battle suit. You can stim it, it's got 12 wounds. Stim it. It gets, pseudo 14, it. <laughs> yeah, it gets pseudo-14 wounds. And its guns aren't amazing, but they're not bad either. But which outfit do you like? I like this Cyclonic Iron Raker because it's the only gun that's uh, not changed in range. It's 36 Correct. inches. It's strength 8, AP 2, 3 damage if you overcharge, or strength 7, AP 1, 2 damage. And you just give it a Fusion Blaster, which is the Melter 2 Twin Linked um, mm-hmm. 
strength 9 AP 4 D6. I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. I think one is almost an auto-take. If you go any more than that, up to you. Mm. And they're only 170 points, so they're cheap yeah. chips. Yeah, I think so. I think they're very good. All right, where do we go from here? So let's talk about broadsides, because I love them, and I'm glad that they're back. The bad boys, the big boys are in town. So, movement five, T6, two plus save, eight wounds. OCD2, leadership seven. The heavy rail rifle. Brilliant. It's heavy. Yep. as it states in its name. <laughs> yep. And it's got devastating wounds. Range 60, so practically the board. Strength 12, AP 4, D6 plus 1, with devastating wounds. Now it's a heavy weapon, so if you stay still, you can be hit on 3s, and if you've been mm-hmm. spotted, you're hit on 2s. And if you mm-hmm. have shadows on nearby, you'll be running Re-rolling. Ones. Yep. So, two shots each, so you're going to have six shots on there. Um, and I'm going to give you, I'm going to give the audience my... Um, top loadout for broadsides um, and there's no other loadout better than this. So you're going to have the rail rifles, you're going to have the um, plasma rifles so you have three twin link plasma rifles so mm-hmm. uh, strength A, AP3 3 damage, 24 inch range but they're twin linked so you can still punch through armour with that reroll wounds and you give them a seeker missile um, each um, at strength 14 AP3 damage D6 plus 1 Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you could take support systems like ignoring hit modifiers, but we're not seeing a lot of them at the moment. Yeah. Um, you could give it fall back and shoot, but they're going to be sitting at the back, so there's not really much point. But their special rule is phenomenal. You have a four feel no pain against mortal wounds. This is huge. So right it's now, massive. the absolute Achilles heel for Tau is pretty much no protection against mortals. There's no, yeah. apart from apart from this, is there any other protection against mortals? Uh, apart from feel the pain, no, no. Well, apart from this unit in particular, does it oh get... no, no, exactly right. Yeah, apart from stim and this, your army is like at the mercy of oh, you just rolled a bunch of sixes on dev wound units. I guess my army is gone. Mm. This gives you some play, I believe. Yeah, and um, I... it definitely gives you some play. And in terms of the fact that they've got that eight wound profile, mm-hmm. um, that's really nice. Um, I did forget to mention about the drones that you are yes. with. Double now, drones, missile. Ooh, double missiles, man. let's go. So yeah. basically you give them six missile drones, so you're getting <laughs> 12 strength 7 AP2 two damage shots. You're getting six AP4 D6 plus one. You're getting three strength A AP3 three damage, and you're getting three strength 14 AP3 D6 plus one damage for a single unit. <laughs> And you can have you can have three, of course. Three. You have three in the unit. And it must they must be expensive will, though, right, Adam? How many? A hundred and ten a pop. So <laughs> three thirty will run you for the three, and they are worth every penny, I believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, you'd pay four hundred for the unit, right? Yeah, Just yeah, about. yeah. Just about. It's kind of it's kind of wild. They are so good. Um, movement five. They are very slow. They do go. They do come out of strategic reserve very well because they can come out on turn three on an angle yep. and just be supercharged with uh, sustained hits, which oh, just God. goes lets yep. you go to another freaking level. It's really good. Yep. You basically potentially can get two units of broadsides for the sake of one broadside unit with Kion. <laughs> it's oh, dude. <laughs> the fact that you can get two units for six six sixty gets you two of these units and. Mm. Uh, as far as I can tell, there are some armies that can't, that will just lose to one. I mean, just, for 990, just, you could have nine. Don't, don't give them those ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I see 990, so, that's a lot of points to move at, at five. But hey, you, yeah, can, yeah. you can have all three in reserve because that's 50%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, man. This is uh, what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's legit. All right. Um, Broadside's good, legit. 
Honestly, if you've got you a unit of three, get them on the table. You won't regret it. Hmm. Is there any way to give them um, a proper deep strike? I don't believe there is. Uh, no, there isn't, no. Yeah, fair. Um, all right, mate, next data sheet. We've got um, an, easy, an easy couple, an easy like three left in us. Yeah, cool. It, amazing. Okay, so um, piranhas, amazing. I rate for the same reason I like like the, the single land speeder, land speeder storm. Yeah. 55 points, a piranha. T seven, seven wounds, which is hilariously annoying. Yep. Drone harassment tactics. This for fifty five points is worth every penny. Basically, at the end of your movement phase, select one enemy unit within twelve of this unit. That enemy unit must take a battle shock test. Lol. This unit moves fourteen, which in yep. the game right now is actually very fast, and, and it has a scout move. Has a scout move and drone harassment doesn't main doesn't say you have to take it make a normal move. You could advance, go mm-hmm. twenty inches, and pick something essentially within. Sorry, you've scouted nine, then you go twenty, then you pick twelve. So that's was that forty one? Yeah, and also so you don't need line of sight. You don't. You, so technically, you can just point at something and be like, "Yo!" And it doesn't say you can't move, use this more than once. So you can have three single piranhas and do the same unit. Yeah. Yep. And also, yep. yeah, you just put a fusion blaster on it. It's got some gun drone shots, and it also has two seeker missiles. Uh, yeah, 55 points. I'll take that all day. Thank you very much. Absolutely. And that secondary play is amazing with these. Exactly so, right. I I like two singles, personally. How do you feel? Two singles. Yeah, two. I've been playing around with two singles, three singles, a unit of two, two singles. I've been playing around yeah. with loads. Of, basically, back to Piranorama days. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. Um, and yeah, 55, like I said, doesn't say it again. 55 points. Absolute bargain. All right, mate. Two okay. more. And then we'll go okay, to Fort cool. World. Right, sweet. So I know there's a lot of other vehicles out there and a lot lot of people. Let's just go with the what I think is going to be in most lists. And I've got them in my hand right now. Um, Pick A or B. Which one do you want? We'll go B. B, right. Stealth suits. So, stealth, movement eight, infiltrate, stealth, three plus save, wounds two. Um, Now, this unit, forward observers, is a really good rule. Basically, each time that this unit is an observer unit, until the end of the phase, each time a ranged attack is made by a model in their guided unit that has been, that's the target of their spotted unit, reroll wound roll of one. So basically, when you're spotting for someone, the guided unit gets reroll ones mm-hmm. to wound. Now, broadsides, crisis suits, they will love this. Yep. They love so, it. Shadow Sun with reroll ones to hit and the stealth suit spotting with reroll mm-hmm. ones to wound, you've got a powerful combo there. You've got your rerolls back. <laughs> Exactly right. Um, and naturally, you take this with a marker drone, so they give you Norse cover as well. Exactly. Yeah, marker sure. drone, shield drone, um, and you give them one support system. Uh, you give the sergeant, basically, uh, I know there's no sergeants anymore, we just keep referring to it, old habits die hard and all that lot, but you'll have basically a fusion blaster, you'll have a homing beacon, and you'll have the fall back and shoot so that you can actually uh, do an action and stuff um, when you're falling back. And um, yeah, infiltrate and stealth. They're really good for holding down midfield objectives. Um, and also then the homing beacon is once per battle, you can use the rapid ingress strategy for zero CP. They, the target must be set up within three inches of the bearer's unit and not within nine of enemy units, but it does not mention anything about being wholly within, so you can string mm-hmm. along your unit. So these are really good for rapid ingressing your crisis suits, as it's designed to do. It's called a freaking homing beacon, man. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, man. It, these are great. And how many points are they? <laughs> Uh, 75 you've caught me you've caught me napping yeah 75 <laughs> for the three and i do believe you only won three yeah this is yeah, just definitely. great yep, absolutely uh seeing as we did that we should probably do crisis suits, right that's exactly what i got in my hand <laughs> yeah so it. save the best till last right okay so crisis suits movement 10 
Uh, toughness five, three plus save, four wounds. But remember what we talked about: give them two shield drones, and those yep. bad boys go up to six wounds for free. Uh, for free, uh, leadership seven, OC two. Um, okay, so turbo jets basically auto advance six when you advance. All right. Now, with you being in the cold, movement sixteen, and then if you're with the cold star, movement eighteen. Mm-hmm. So, right, okay, so. It doesn't take a genius to do the math hammer in this, and I'm sorry, guys. The granularity of uh, the loadouts has gone, in my opinion. That is one downside to, I think, the index at the moment. It's something that little, it's a little bit upsetting. But triple cyclics and shield Mm -hmm. generator is the perfect loadout on all the time, dude. It's sad to see that because I had, I've had the same discussion with tower players. We just keep going around and around. But what if this? What if that? What if that? And like cyclic, cyclic, cyclic. Only cyclic. It sucks. I'm getting sick and tired of like, um, I'm obviously I love kind of coaching and talking to people about try this, try that. And everyone's yeah. like, well, what about this? I'm mm-hmm. really fancy fusion. I'm like, mm-hmm. but is it three cyclics? No, <laughs> but is not. it three cyclics? <laughs> oh, I could take this with the damage output is this, but is it three cyclics? <laughs> yeah. Every time <laughs> you, just, <sighs> with the amount of buffs and the stacking synergies you can put on this unit, more shot is just more better. And I've said that a lot yeah. in recently, but unfortunately, absolutely true. So triple cyclic double shield. One, mar- one uh, marker sh- somewhere, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, basically, so you, if you, for example, you can go, if you put a commander in there who's got a marker drone and a shield drone, you take yeah, you six shield drones in the unit, because then you've got your marker light in there anyway, and then when the crisis suits die, you still got your commander rocking around with a marker drone. So, the best the, the, the best thing to give you guys some, you know, numbers in terms of um, the weight of shots, if you have a unit of six with this, it's 54 cyclic shots, that's if you overcharge <laughs> like a madman, uh, a strength eight, AP two, two damage, you're going to be re-rolling ones, to hit with from Shadow Sun, you're going to be rerolling ones to wound from the stealth suit and spotted, and mm-hmm. your sustain hits two if if you're in turn two Kion with your Cold Star that's got example of the Kion. Yep. You're going to be looking at sixty odd hits, <laughs> uh, yep. seven, maybe sixty odd hits, and then you're wounding most things on twos or uh, threes or fours if you've got minus one to wound, but you're rerolling ones. That's a hell of a lot of damage, and then you've got your twelve cyclics from your Cold Star doing the exact same. It's well, mental. It's just dead. <laughs> It's, it's just you, dead. It's yeah, just it's dead. Unless dead. you're a knight, you're just dead. Um, <laughs> it's it's absolutely the same. And uh, uh, sorry to say, guys, this army is rel- relatively speaking, this army is more durable. Sorry, sorry. This this unit is more durable than it was. Well, so no, no. Maybe yes. it's not actually, but well, it's cheaper. It's, it's cheaper, a lot cheaper. Cheaper. It used to be. Like six hundred points for, for this unit. Yeah, yeah you, if you had a unit five with all the shield drones, it worked out about. 420 points, but you only had 15 cyclic shots. Now you have 50-something. 54. Six, six models will run you 390 points. Yeah. Now people are crying about, oh, but my uh, hazardous... And if you're really good at rolling ones, maybe this isn't the unit for you. But if you're like me and likes to troll people and oh. have a bit of excitement, I roll my hazardous test one at a time, and statistically, you should fail th- uh, three. So that's one and a half Christ suits dead, because hazardous takes you three wounds because you're a vehicle. So so do you roll once for each gun? Or do you I, roll once for uh, each model? That's shot at hazardous uh, each, each gun. Yeah. So you're rolling uh, three rolls per crisis suit. <laughs> that's some. So you know what I that's do? Some big, big I just, I just, I just overcharge all the. I just roll overcharge all the time because I'm like, well, you're dead. I'm dead. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you I've can done pay, for, dude. 
Well, you can pay for stims and just kind of make it a little bit wonky at least. <laughs> it's just the fact that I just don't really roll that many ones. I think in one game out of a whole five turns, I overcharged every time. And I think I took about four See, hazardous tests over the whole course of the game. I failed them. <laughs> four of them. <laughs> Man, it's, it's just, it's not fair, right? It's not fair at all. Like, I know people who take plasma inceptors as dark angels and swear by them. And I took plasma inceptors as dark angels in ninth edition once. First time I shot them. Four out of the six died, and I never took the unit again. <laughs> and then there's guys like Kyle Grundy, everybody, who don't roll ones. And this unit, they get to use their unit. Annoying, now, remember, so. though, remember though, you can, you can re-roll a hazardous test with a CP. Can you? There you go. Yes. So you have at least got something to maybe, you know, if you've got that last one, you're like, oh, no, it's died. You can re-roll it and go, nope, I'm cool. <laughs> So, yeah, honestly, that's a really good, powerful combo. Shield generators keep your crisis suits in the game um, and cyclics to make your opponent cry when you hit them with uh, lots of shots. So, mm. yeah, that's a powerful combination. Absolutely insane what they can do. And we said and we'd cover a Forge World run, right? We did. And I would not I would be just totally fine if you wanted to cover two. I know that one that has to be covered because I think it's bordering on an auto-take. Tell us about the Tetra. So... 80 points for an infiltrating, hyped-up piranha with flashing lights. Um, it's got no guns of note. It's got a pulse rifle. It's still movement 14, um, and it's got a scout. It's got infiltrate rather than scout. And it just gives you full rerolls to hit when it's your spotting unit. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. So it's got marker light, so it's, igno- it's giving you ignores yep. cover, plus one blister skill, and rerolls to hit. Mind blown. And they come as a package of two. So two for 80 piranha. points, two, two you get Tetris for 80 points. You get two of these. So you can go 55 for one piranha or 25 points more. Sorry, 35 points more? 25 uh, points no, 25 more. 25 points more. You were right, yeah. You get two Tetris. Adam Math, good. Uh, so yeah. good. <laughs> can they spot two different units? They can't, can they? That's, that's to be one, yeah? No, it's one unit and it's 14 collective wounds at T7, seven wounds, so seven wounds each. That's that's, wild. that's that's wild. And what wild. I love about them is that you could just infiltrate them. So they're really good for holding down objects and getting secondaries. And then when you need to follow around your crisis suits, mm-hmm. I was contemplating the ignore hit modifiers for a bit on my crisis suits because I was a bit worried about potentially hitting on five slash fours. Yeah. Um, but then you just go, oh, I'm hitting, you got minus one, i.e., you got stealth, cool, full rerolls. And if you want to be a psychopath and go, well, I'm going to reroll every Everything that isn't uh, a, a five six. or a, yeah, <laughs> or six, or a sorry, six. six, yeah, a so six. sustain. Just go ham, yeah. See, this um, is the issue, right? It's that's you, you hit the nail on the head there. What this does to the sustained hits is take it completely off the chain. You can hit on fives. Who cares? You just all you all you're doing is this. So statistically, sustained hits one is almost the same as plus one to hit, depending yes. if there's modifiers or anything else involved. But if you're just hitting on a four plus. Sustain hits one is pseudo plus one to hit. Sustain hits two just throws math out of the window because of the spike ability that it has, and it gets really kind of wild stats wise. So this is it, this makes units really unhinged um, in a lot it, it of ways. Takes them into an stratosphere, and yep. the thing that I like is that you can re-roll dice so for example if you're a person that seems to roll twos for days and you're like this is really annoying if that happens to you you've got your get out of jail free card presuming that you're hitting on threes rerolling ones from shadow sun if you roll all the twos then guess what you get to re-roll them but statistically threes rerolling ones and four re-rolls to hit is the same is the same but when you put and sustain hits on there you could just go oh my god i've rolled like so many sixes you know what Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go for broke here and roll more (laughs) and then you just like 
hello. And then your opponent's like, shall I just take off my unit now? And you're like, yeah, it will probably save us a lot of time. <laughs> uh, two by two of these? Mm-hmm. You you wouldn't go the three, so two oh, by you, two. you have to go to four for 160. Nah, no point. Yeah, so you got um, two by two, and if you're having like a broadside unit and a crisis unit as bare minimum, then they're going to be really good for that. Uh, or if you're going to crisis suits, yeah, you follow them around because they've got the movement to keep up. They're phenomenal. Yeah. All right, now I want to talk about the big tuna, the big tuna. Yeah, beef, you go for it. The the town uh, supremacy armor. Uh, a mate of mine named Sam took one of these to a GT on the weekend, and he only played day one because he was. He was uh, well. No, sorry, he took two of these, and uh, he he dropped from the event in disgust at himself. He went to the bathroom after clubbing his third player off the table in you know t minus twenty minutes. Looked at himself hard in the eye and was like, "What's wrong with you? Get help! You need help!" And then he dropped from the event and went home. He didn't. He probably didn't do any of those things, but in my mind, that's what happened. This thing will run you six hundred and eighty-five points. Mm-hmm. Yep, not cheap. Moves eight, toughness thirteen, which is possibly the best break point in the game toughness wise now going from toughness anything to toughness 13 is just amazing it's got two plus save with a five plus uh invulnerable save 30 wounds oc 10 so it's beautiful for holding down an objective uh, deadly demise d6 plus three lol just need to make, <laughs> point, point that out hilarious um uh whilst this moon sorry it's got coordinated strike whilst this unit model is guided each time it makes an attack that targets its spotted unit, re-roll a hit roll of one. Does not need Shadow Sun. Inbuilt Shadow Sun. Shadow Sun sitting on its shoulder. It's a super heavy walker, of course, with all the things therein. Now, it can be equipped with a bunch of different stuff. Do you have a particular loadout you like for this guy? Um, I, I'll... Full disclosure, I actually don't like the big tuner. I don't own one, and I will never own one, but I would Fair. appreciate... Uh, people that do, but the Triaxes, Iron Cannons, and the um, the the other big gun, I can't remember what there's loads of them. You would take the Pulse one, the Strength 5, <laughs> even though yeah. it's got Anti-Infantry 2+, but I think you just arm it with Triaxes, Iron Cannons, and maybe the Rail Gun or the other big one is so probably we'll talk- the load I'd go. So the Triaxes Ions is Blast, 36-inch range, D6 plus 3, um, 822 or 933 if you supercharge it, which you are going to, going uh, to and yeah. then the da, 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 the ordnance driver nut never heard of ya. Where's the heavy rail cannon array? Devastating wounds and heavy. Seeing as this thing is towering, literally this thing is 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 massive. Unless they unless people have like nine inch plus ruins, this is going to see you. It's range one hundred and twenty. Uh, two shots. <laughs> Strength twenty six. Red <laughs> five. Sixteen wounds. Yep. Yep. Ah. Uh. And just, uh, you, yeah. just, 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 just in case you know you, you were still alive in turn three, you know, sustain hits, <laughs> sustain hits, exactly right. Tetra, hitting oh, on, just, God. just hitting on fours, re-rolling. Sorry, hitting on threes, ignores cover, re-rolling because the rent five <laughs> wasn't enough, obviously. That's uh, <laughs> it's so, it's so funny. It's got some other meme guns like the fragment and. Uh, Fragmentation cluster shell launcher mm. is blast 2d6 plus 6, so it's like min 8, possible 18, at strength 6, neg 1, 1, which is just cute. The fusion eradicator, which is melter 3, 5 shots at 10, neg 4, d6. Not, no, not going to touch the sides. And, uh, yeah, that's, 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 the, that's the big boy. It's quite yep. big. It's, it's, it's quite big. It's quite big. Uh, yeah. Enough it's said. like a storm. It's like a storm surge on crack, basically. It really <laughs> is. It's like the storm surge. Yeah, had a baby with a sh- with like uh, what's the <laughs> what's the with a with a hammerhead. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, it, it, look, for those Tudor lovers out there, I know it's a beautiful model and people, and it's 685 points. You're going to obviously want to field your big boy and have some fun because my only problem with it is, uh, same with Storm Surges, is that we're expecting a nerf to towering of some sort. Exactly uh, the right. tournament organizers are either going to do it prior to GW, but GW is going to do it this week and it's going to change the way that these things operate. Exactly so right. inherently, yeah. the rule of towering is going to maybe not be once what it was at launch. So. Have some fun with it while you can. Agreed. All right, mate. Um, that will bring us to the end of this review. And as always, we do on these reviews. I ask my expert where they think this uh, lands in the competitive, com- competitive lexicon or ladder, as we see it right now, grading this guy from the D tier all the way up to the S tier. Where do you think it lands, mate? So putting my pride aside... Um, and obviously I love Tower. I'd say that we are fitting somewhere in the uh, higher C tier um, because the balance is good. Our options are good. We've got a powerful rule of loan operator that's uh, we've got a plethora of options. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got good mission play. We play the secondaries very well. The only question is, is our survivability versus armies that are, should we say, somewhat unhinged at the moment. Correct. Uh, and I think when things go to a balanced state, as it should, um, and we're in the wild, wild west of the, the edition right now until mm-hmm. things settle. But I think as soon as that settles, Tau will probably go up to your B and maybe A tier. I love the flexibility. I love our options and for all tower players out there don't get disheartened by the aggressive other factions out there that are just overpowered have faith that when it settles tau is going to be very good and you can still focus mm. on your mission play right now and that's what i'm teaching in my program it's focusing on the priorities of the game the mission play the secondaries and then you can still absolutely punish an opponent's mistakes and you've got to respect the tower output so i think any people thinking that tau are trashed here um make no mistake if they get guns to bear on you you will regret that Mm-hmm. Man, it's a shooting edition. I cannot see Tau being a bad faction for very long, and I do agree with you. I think they're top of C, bottom of B, somewhere in that exchange. I don't think it really matters splitting hairs. My biggest issue is that they have no they have no play into the best armies in the game at the moment. At the um, moment, yeah, at the moment. So th- that would need to change. But should that change, I think they've got a, a whole depth and plethora of playbook. In fact, this on face value seems to be the fairest Tau anything codex index supplement that we've had in a very long time it's well, yeah. not over it's not overpowered and right now it seems underpowered but i don't believe it is i think it's pretty fair and balanced but the thing is it just does not have the mechanics to fight the broken stuff agreed so it, and it, i it think looks, i it think worse I think that one thing I really like about the index is they've carried on this uh, feeling in, in from ninth that I had that Tau secretly at the beginning had the answers to everything because it was a yeah. balanced book and you could just jump in and out of certain builds depending on what the meta dictated. So I think we're still in that optimal position, but we just need to wait for the meta to dictate <laughs> what exactly is right. going to happen. So I think um, Tau are really strong. And in order to support this, like obviously it's a little bit of a plug, but with uh, you having me on today, I'm going to be giving you a discount code and I'll do it AOW down under. Um, and anybody that wanted to subscribe to these certain channels I have will get 20% off the first purchase. Legend. So if you want to come and uh, find out a bit more and take uh, part in some of the courses and the classes that I do, I'll be more than happy to welcome you on board with a 20% discount on the first purchase. Very lovely of you, mate. Now, on that note, we would usually be wrapping this up. We're going to hang out for another probably at least 20 minutes, and we're going to chit-chat a little bit about the WTC and your Mm. adventures therein. So tell us about your affiliation and your role with uh, Team South Africa. 
Yeah, so basically it came about with one of my uh, clients, who's also called Kyle, <laughs> um, uh, on my Tower Discord, a representative Team Africa. We just got um, South Africa, we started chatting, um, and um, I said, well, I'm wanting to go to the WTC, so have you thought about having a coach on board? And they were like, actually, we'd love it. So he chatted yep. with his captain, uh, Liam, and uh, we set up a meeting, and then we ch- chatted, and they were really excited uh, about having a coach come and support them for their, their first WTC. And there's a lot of pride in this team. I love mm. chatting with them. They're all kind of geared up to go to a prestigious event that they've never been to before. They're somewhat underdogs, if you will, but having yep. a little bit of um, extra help and assistance from an experienced um, player um, will really help them in, the, in this event. And I took pride in the, the fact that they'd actually welcome me on board and be up for it. So awesome. it's exciting, man. It's really exciting. I can't wait. Uh, do you know anything about their team process, like how they've chosen their team or what kind of prep they put in so far? Yeah, so um, it's, the, it's actually, to be fair, I was really impressed by it. their level of prep is pretty much on board, uh, sorry, the same as a lot of the more established WTC teams. So they're doing scrimmage games, they're nice. talking about, um, you know, the, the matrixes and what goes into what and what selections would be best to tackle the current meta. Um, and they're really kind of going at it full on. And I love to see it, um, especially from a new team, because, you know, some, some teams will just go in there thinking, and they can just rock up with some um, mm. broken armies and then just smash face. But actually, there's a lot of intricacies in list design that you won't get in singles versus what you get in WTC format. It's really interesting, isn't it? Because I, I mean, I have I'm not affiliated with Team Australia, but I do um, play some of the lads in it in uh, my local scene. I'm a bit of a practice partner for them when they want me to, um, when my my factions are relevant, essentially. But like we've been chatting, and after you like take the ubiquitous like three or four strongest factions in the in the game, it kind of opens up for a lot of faction specialists to play a bit off meta and jank around a bit. And it's really quite exciting. And a lot of people would be thinking, oh, what an awful time for a uh, a new country to enter the, the scene on the, on the start of an addition in indexes when it's imbalanced and it's kind of crazy. But I think the opposite. I think what a time to put a statement on people when everything is fresh and essentially they have a clean slate because the way they play the game might be fundamentally different to everyone else and really catch them off guard. Absolutely. And I, I couldn't agree more because the, the I said very similar to you. I was like, well, actually, this is a great addition to come in because it is, it, no matter the experience level, every single captain is going to be sweating and going yes. up and down and talking about, well, we don't know what the meta is. We're going to have to mm. analyze in such a short amount of time. You know, we've got like less than four weeks after this FAQ lands to re- potentially redesign everything again. Yep. It's mental the amount of prep that you could do, but in such a short amount of time and the pressure's mm. on. Uh, so I think everyone's kind of on a level playing field where experience exactly right. does matter in terms of you understanding yourself as a player and your ability to deal with pressure in game Mm. and plan and execute. But the actual experience that usually comes with, we know what lists and we know what combinations work in teams is kind of out the window a little bit because of the additions Mm. new. So I think as a new team, it's good time to come in. Exactly right. I mean, if they, if they came in last year and they're playing the last ninth edition WTC, there are guys there who have played in the previous two years of that WTC. Those guys know they can win games at that level in that edition. Nobody knows if they can mm-hmm. win games at WTC in this edition yet. 
So there's a huge, like to your effect, there's a huge leveling of the playing field. It's extremely exciting. So, uh, what's your role been, and what kind of how much how much have you been able to participate with the team? Of course, being in a complete you know, other side of the world. Yeah, so basically we've been doing um, calls uh, on Discord and stuff and chatting together and kind of reporting back with the games that we're having. And obviously I've been reporting on some of the stuff that's happening in the UK because obviously we have a, a more established tournament scene hmm. than uh, the, the the boys in South Africa. So I've been reporting to them on terms of my findings and stuff. So we've been do- using that opportunity to kind of pass information between us. But I think originally when I first joined, I said that, look, one of my core skills and what i can bring is that managing your um i suppose gameplay and your behaviors and how you look at the game throughout the event obviously Mm -hmm. i can't participate in the games you're having because i'm a role to support you to make sure you have you know basically be their water caddy and support them make (laughs) sure they're okay but i accept that as part of the role but in terms of what i really wanted to do is get to know them on an individual level and what their play style was or Mm -hmm. is and where they think they they need help to improve so then I've been focusing on, right, okay, well, who's the aggressive player? Who's the more defensive yes. tactical player? Yeah. And looking at their core abilities as individuals and then saying to the captain, okay, well, if you need somebody to go and tackle, let's say, a big name out there, who is going to be the most disciplined person? Who's yes. your wild card that you can just go go wild and unleash them? You know, you yeah. need to look at it in from and dissect your player's abilities and kind of, um, I suppose, compensate each other on somebody's strengths and weaknesses and use your team that way. And I think me and Lee and the captain talked more. He's like, actually, I really like that thought process. I didn't think of it that way. Um, mm. And then since then, he's obviously, you know, he's got a good grip on his team. There are, there are a bunch of mates that they've been playing together. They're going for um, weekends of playing uh, toy soldiers in the warehouse. So they're really giving it their all. And we're all doing it in style, by the way. We're doing the war Amazing. masters as well. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, as if like one weekend wasn't enough, we're doing the whole shebang. <laughs> so, dude, yeah. I, I mean, going for the first time, hundred percent jump. Who knows if you're ever going to get the chance to come back? I'm assuming it's a very expensive endeavor for him. Get the yeah. full experience. Like, yeah, well, we got, we got jerseys, everything. It's all exciting dude, times. If there's one event that you don't get tired of playing games at, it is WTC. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> if they had a ten round event at WTC and I was able to play in it, I'd, I'd probably be down. It's just, yeah. it's just that cool because you just. You, you, I mean, for for people like from Australia, South Africa, and, and possibly possibly a little bit less for yourself in like a a core, you know, WTC nation in in Europe. But um, every every game I have at WTC is against somebody I've never played before, most likely, and yeah. possibly will never play again. And that is just something you can't buy once you've been in the tournament scene for a couple of years. Because every every to- every tournament you go to, probably for yourself, every tournament you go to in the UK, especially like big London events, whatnot. Half the games against blokes you probably played before, if if not more. Absolutely, and I think I think so, that's one thing that I'm wanting to bring to them as well. Is it's like for, I want to do as much as I can to support them as possible, and with the fact that like you know I know the likes of like yourself and all the top players that are out there and the teams I've bumped into them at other events because we have quite an established scene. It's just really to kind of open, I suppose, opportunities to really market themselves as this new team that are going in and mm. really make their experience like one to remember. So having any kind of um, help with um, marketing, doing interviews and stuff like that on the day will really mean a lot to the team. So I think it's a, it's a sense of pride at the end of the day, For sure. looking at it in terms of we are going to win X and one or this and that it's yeah. trying to get in that mentality of like, go there, do the best that you can with your ability that you have, learn and adapt and come back next mm. year and absolutely smash it. And if one team's proven that they can just walk in, um, 
break down the doors, um, unpack up and leave. It's Team Australia, right? What they did last time, yeah? <laughs> Hello, goodbye, we've won everything, see you next year. Like, that's, yeah. that's an inspiration point for any new teams that with the right kind of thought process, with the right kind of attitude and discipline, you can go into a, a shark fest and still punch way above your weight class. Mm. And I think that's an inspiration for any new teams. And it's something that gets me excited to be able to potentially represent a team that hasn't, uh, isn't known out there and has yeah. an opportunity to really do the best and make an impact in whatever way, nice. shape or form. How, um, how hands-on are you allowed to be? Are you going to be able to help with things like pairings on the day and stuff like that? Or yes. have they got that, have they got that down? I will. Um, we're, they've. They, I think at the moment um, we're, we're, we've been focusing so much on obviously lists and stuff like that and the pairings and stuff. Uh, I will be obviously able to assist because I've done a fair few team tournaments myself mm-hmm. and being involved with Team England and stuff like that as well. So um, I can definitely assist there. Um, but I think Fantastic. the one thing about the pairings and stuff like that is I'd love to say, hey, guess what, guys? I've got all the knowledge you need. But right now we don't. <laughs> no, <laughs> so it don't. feels it feels like one of my biggest strengths, which is knowing yeah. all of the ups and the downs of matchups and. This does this and this does that and avoid this and tackle this has kind of gone out the window. So I'm like feeling like well, a little bit like a, a <laughs> I don't know, between, a leaf in the wind. Between, between you and me, great year to not be playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> between you and me, uh, uh, you know, uh, have, have you played for Tim, uh, Tim England? I've done, I've been part of their last two processes of the final cut of the uh, oh, yeah. 16 before yeah. the final selection was made in the last two years running. Um, but I haven't been to WTC and played, but I've played with teams in like the team tournaments with the UKTC yeah. and stuff like that um, for Vanguard Tactics, for um, Mind Goblins and various other uh, teams as well. So, Mind but WTC, Goblins yeah, Mind Goblins. And they came <laughs> second at the, uh, the Birmingham uh, one uh, as time was really good. We only lost out to Ignite in the last one. And nice. Ignite won it over England, didn't they, in the last one? So, hey, look, um, I'm, I'm just really looking forward to playing teams again because it's such a different take on the game. It's I love it. So good. If anything is going to make no, uh, Index 10th Edition feel good, it's going to be teams. It's going to be the teams matrix and stuff like that. But anyway, well, I said I said 10 minutes. I said 20 minutes. I probably should have said 10 minutes because we're going to wrap this up. I don't want this to go too long and, and tire people out. Thank you very much for coming on, Kyle. Is there anywhere people can uh, track uh, South South Africa's progress or get in touch with them? They've got a Facebook page or Discord or anything like that. Yes, they've got they've got um, a Instagram which I'll I'll share. Um, and if there's any other, um, I'll I'll speak to the captain. If there's any other sites that want me to push, I will send them in. We can share the link. Um, yeah, I'll check for our viewers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly but in right. terms of um, me myself, as you know, I'll share the link to the uh, the Discord uh, shop that I have now. And like I said, I'll give you the code. For for people to take advantage of the 20% off. And uh, yeah, I'm just really, if you want to find me, you can find me on the social media sites, you know, YouTube, Instagram, but the Discord is where it's happening and I'd love you to come on board and be part of the community. Dude, I love seeing seeing passionate faction experts like yourself take those steps, you know, get so involved in like burgeoning. Essentially, you've grown a community around yourself and around your passion for your faction. So I think it's absolutely stellar. Um, really, it's cheese, really... Cheese. It is cheesy, but it's for the greater good. And I've got lots of people on board that come and help me, like guy that does um, the the printing services, a guy that's doing painting. So I've got it all: hobby, tactics, nice. and painting. So it's Please. growing and growing and growing. 
But please tell me that tagline is on one of your t-shirts. It's cheesy, <laughs> for the but, it's for, it's cheesy but it's for the greater good. Please I tell me. And then you got like trip. Then you got like trip tied on the back. <laughs> tied to turtle. I've kind of got more down the corporate route in my clothing line, but I have got chasso at the top and chasso grundy. Nice. <laughs> and people nice, can nice. have like chasso and stuff like that on the back of the jerseys and stuff like that. So I've kept it a little bit greater good, but yeah, there's definitely room for a bit of cheesiness in there. Easy. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Brett. We're going to go and record part two. You're an absolute gent. Thank you so much, and dude, enjoy the rest of your day. You too, man. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K, hosted by Adam Camilleri, produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under. Signing out from tomorrow.